You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I am your host, Heidi Ramor. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. Hello, everybody. It's so funny how things come up. So in my friend circle, one of the ladies was talking about how her husband made a fairly large purchase. And she didn't say how much he spent, but it was like a big tractor. So pretty large purchase, I would think. And he didn't really consult her. And so kind of a conversation came up. And one of the things that came out of it was, I need to do a live video on this. Because whether it's a small amount a large amount, you know, whatever the case may be, if your spouse is making a purchasing decision without you, and it's a substantial in nature, and you guys can determine what's substantial. For some couples, it's over $100. For others, it's over 1000 For others, it's over 10000 You know, you guys need to figure out at what, what amount do you need to have that conversation with your partner to really figure out you know, is it okay? And it's not necessarily to ask permission, but I think it is really important that we stay on the same page with our, with our partners when spending money, especially if it's joint money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having that conversation and really flushing out what those are. So I have a couple of tips of what I think you should do if you find yourself in that situation, but also some tips on what maybe not to do if you find yourself in that situation, your spouse spending money when it was maybe a little bit more than you're comfortable with and you're feeling a little hurt maybe that that conversation didn't take place. So the very first thing that I think you should do, and this one is going to be triggering for some people. And about two years ago, this would have been really triggering for me. Maybe even a year ago, this would have been very triggering for me, but I want you to hear me out. So the first thing I think you should do is take responsibility. And I know that sounds crazy. Like why should you take responsibility for your spouse's actions? But I think that it's this whole lack of ownership and responsibility that really puts us and our partner against each other in so many different ways. But I think especially when it comes to money stuff, it's the lack of ownership. And what do I mean by that? I mean, the, you guys didn't have the conversation, right? So perhaps you didn't have the conversation of what's our spending threshold of when we need to consult each other. So take responsibility for maybe not having that conversation. The second one is, you know, even let's say you have had that conversation. Maybe you're now taking responsibility that you haven't revisited that in a while. Maybe that conversation happened years ago and it's long been forgotten, right? So taking ownership that that conversation isn't regular. And then, you know, maybe the third thing is taking responsibility for your own spending behavior, right? Have you been spending things that aren't really in alignment with your financial goals and your partner is 
seeing it and maybe reciprocating in a in a way that is resulting in this major purchase, right? Or this purchase that you don't feel comfortable with. But maybe you are actually doing some purchasing that isn't making your partner feel very comfortable and it's kind of this tit for tat. So I think that is really step number one is taking responsibility and really just sit with that. You know, you can turn this video off and just come back to it if that is really triggering. But I think it is really, really important that we do that and just see what kind of role we played in that, right? Did we play a role in that purchasing decision, even though we're not maybe aware of it? So that's number one, the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is have a conversation. So purchases happened, I think, one of the worst things you could do is not talk about it. So having that conversation about how that purchase made you feel, I think is really valid, right? And having your partner see that you're not angry. It is what it is. There's no, unless you can return it and that's an option, there's really no sense in crying over spilled milk, right? I think it's really important that you have that conversation, but approach it with open arms and not be combative. It's more of a conversation around, here's how I felt. Here's how that major purchasing decision without my inclusion made me feel and have that, you know, discussion, because I think that will uncover a lot of different things that you might not even be aware of what's happening, which could be your partner is observing your spending behavior and isn't comfortable with that. And they didn't have the conversation and now it's exploded into this major purchase. Okay. So that I think is really important. Have that conversation to prevent it from happening in the future. And that is maybe establishing those spending limits of when you feel it makes you feel uncomfortable if they're spending over $250 or over $500 or over $50, whatever the number is, have that mutually agreed upon number that any purchase over that amount results in a conversation beforehand. And so really looking at is that purchase in alignment with our financial goals. So now is a really, really great time to define define your financial goals if that's something you haven't done in the last three months. I think you should be defining your financial goals every three months just to make sure a lot can happen in three months if COVID has taught us anything, right? So those are my three steps of what I would do if you find yourself in that situation. The first one, again, taking that radical responsibility. Number two, having a conversation. And number three, defining, you know, that purchasing threshold of when you need to consult each other before that purchase happens and making sure that it's in alignment with your financial goals. So here are kind of three things of what not to do. And they kind of mirror what to do. So it makes it easy. So the first thing I would say is don't not talk about it. Is that a double negative? You need to have that conversation. So don't avoid the conversation. Don't just be angry and pissed off and not have that conversation because that's not going to help the situation. Not only is that conversation potentially going to result in that not happening in the future, but by you holding it in, it's going to create a ripple effect in other areas. You know, next thing you know, you're snapping at your spouse for not taking out the garbage when it has nothing to do with that, right? It all comes back to that that feeling of not being included in that conversation and how you felt around that. So you need to talk about it. So don't avoid talking about it because it will just fester. 
The second thing of what not to do is, and this is really hard, is don't continue to hold this over your partner. So you've had the conversation, right? You've made a plan for the future so that can be avoided. You've defined those goals. You've taken your own responsibility. But don't let this keep coming up in arguments or keep coming up. Remember when you bought da-da-da-da-da, right? I, let, I was cool about that and we let that go. Like, don't continue to bring that up and throw that in your partner's face. Really, truly, that conversation that you have, you need to have a resolution that you are happy with and that you're drawing that line in the sand and you're really making a plan going forward. But you're not holding that against your partner going forward. I think that's really, really, really key. And the last thing, what not to do, and this is probably the most important outside of having that conversation, is don't do a revenge purchase. I see this happen a lot in couples that I counsel in their money stuff. And, you know, partner A does this bad thing with their money, gets them in a bad, maybe financial situation. And so partner B decides, oh, well, you just spent all that money. So I get to spend all this money over here. So that we're really, really stop yourself from that revenge purchase, because again, it's, you're just right back where you started from. So taking that radical responsibility, I think will help with that to avoid that revenge purchase. But really, if your purchase, if you're maybe holding back on buying something that's really expensive because you didn't feel like it was something you could, you could purchase. And now all of a sudden your partner's just gone and blown all this money, that feeling of screw it, you just did it. I'm going to do it will come up. You know, it's natural. It's a human, it's a natural human emotion. And so it's really getting a handle on that and having that conversation when that feeling comes up you're having that conversation about the, the purchase that partner A did, right? That you weren't happy about. So once we've redefined our financial goals, I really think it's important that you bring up, well, when you spend this money on X, it makes me feel like I should be able to buy Y. And so talk about that and have that as a conversation being is what I want to buy, is that in alignment with our financial goals? Is that over the threshold of what we agreed upon? And then have that conversation going forward. And I really think that what is the key and the glue to all of this is having regular financial meetings with each other. Meetings is kind of makes it sound very formal, but so maybe it's like, like touch points, right? A weekly touch point, a monthly touch point, Every two-week touch point, whatever it is, it's over coffee, really casual. Just have those conversations. Make sure your goals are still in alignment. Make sure your spending is still in alignment with your goals. You know, reestablish those financial thresholds of when you need to have that conversation with each other about buying something. And I think just really keeping those lines of communication open will really serve you well. So hopefully this was helpful. I'd love to hear what you think. If you've ever been in a situation where your spouse dropped a lot of money and you were pissed off, I'd love to hear how you handled that. And if any of these tips resonated with you, please, please, please feel free to add members into this group. I'd love to have them. So I hope everybody has an awesome rest of your day and we will talk soon. Bye everyone. If you found today's episode valuable, please take a screenshot, throw it up on your stories, tag me at Heidi Rumore, DM me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. I am here for all of the things. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Ditch the Budget. Mm-hmm.